Lawmakers in Springfield are once again leading the pack when it comes to legislating digital rights in the state. Illinois is the first state in the nation to pass a law protecting child social media influencers. Most social media platforms don't allow children to create an account until they reach a certain age. But many popular photo and video sites think YouTube, Instagram, TikTok are saturated with pages run by adults who use content featuring children to gain views and make money. Maybe you've seen Ryan from Ryan's Toys or Diana and Roma, two popular YouTube stars. The new law, which goes into effect next year, aims to ensure those children featured in online videos are compensated for their work. State Senator David Kaler of the 46th District sponsored the bill and joins us now. Welcome to Reset. Well, thank you very much. So this law has been getting a lot of attention for being the first of its kind, especially protecting the rights of children content creators. But how does the law compare to laws that already protect working children in film, TV, and advertising? Why was this necessary? Well, uh, because those, that, that, those laws didn't cover uh, kids who are now being used to, to be vloggers on, on videos and to be child influencers. We did pattern this after the child actor laws, the Jackie Coogan law, in which it says that you have to set up a certain, if you're, if you're going to get money from this, you have to set up a trust fund so that a certain percentage of the, por- uh, the proceeds of this go to that child so that when they turn 18 years old, they have something to show for all their work. It's my understanding that you might have had a little help with a certain someone back home in your district when writing this bill. <laughs> Tell me, what yes, sparked your interest in this? Well, this first came about because a young student at the normal university high school wrote a letter to us and said, hey, you need to pay attention to this and something ought to be done. So my staff got it, them being younger members of society. You know, my grandkids tune into this, but I don't. And they said, you need to pay attention to this. This is pretty important. So we looked at it. We looked at some attempts that had been made in California to pass a law, state of Washington, um, we decided to put together our own law, and uh, Shreya came down and testified in front of the committee, uh, as did uh, a young woman named uh, Chris McCarty from uh, Washington State. Did a wonderful job. We passed this with uh, with bipartisan support in both both uh, chambers. The term in the legislation uses kidfluencer, which is a social mm-hmm. media influencer who was a kid or a minor. And later, we're going to hear with the author who coined that term. A lot of these terms are relatively new and have the potential to be in flux as both technology and culture shift. Were you aware of these terms? I mean, even before this student wrote to you, was this on your radar? No, not on my radar. Um, I'm, I'm older, so I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to this. Um, but, uh, you know, the younger members of my staff who, who do, uh, they said, yeah, you know, this is, this is a pretty big deal. You need to you need to look into this. So, uh, you know, all this is pretty new to me. But this is what happens in the legislative process. Society changes, things happen, and legislation is a reactive kind of response to it. This is an area where we felt that, uh, you know, children were pretty, pretty much vulnerable, uh, uh, you know, to this kind of a situation. And so let's set some rules up and say what has to happen. This is, this is only done when, when these... Uh, videos that go are monetized. We're not talking about grandma sending out kids, you know, videos and pictures to other relatives. We're talking about where families use this to to generate sometimes uh, thousands and millions of dollars. Practically speaking, what sort of 
effect will this law have on children in Illinois? Um, well, I, I hope that uh, parents pay attention and that they that they'll see that, uh, that this is something that they need to do uh, in the future. To you know, if, if a child is in a certain portion of the videos, uh, let's just use the example: if a child is in 100% of the videos, then what the law says is that they need to set aside at least 50% of the money that's coming in uh, to be able to put into a trust fund. The state of Illinois is not the policeman in this situation. This sets up a right of legal action for a child once they turn 18 to look back and to say, you know, my parents didn't do this. They made millions of dollars, but I have nothing. So, uh, you know, I think that that uh, that hopefully with the publicity that this law is getting, that uh, parents who want to do this and make a, a family industry out of it uh, will at least pay attention to the rules and how they need to protect you know, the, the economic interests of the children. I am not a TikTok mom, but let's say that I was with my kid. What mm-hmm. what would I need to do? What kind of changes would I need to make to comply with this law before it takes effect? Well, you'd need to, uh, first of all, pay attention to the rules. They're very detailed. I won't go into them, but uh, uh, say that your child is eligible to receive a portion of this, that, that if, if the child is in 100% of the video, that you'd need to set aside 50% of what money you've received for that uh, in a trust fund for them. And uh, so it, it, it's a pretty simple rule. It just says that, uh, uh, you know, you need to set aside a portion of, of, the, uh, of what you've received as, as money for. And, and kids who are influencers are making big dollars because uh, a lot of companies pay for this because these kids are influencing other kids and they're buying habits. So this this is very much a family industry. This is this is business. Does the amount of money matter? You know, not everybody's making millions of dollars. What if you're getting a no. hundred dollars? Do you still have to put fifty dollars into a trust fund? Yes, you should. Yes. Yeah, Do you? You should. That, that's the okay. way the rules are set up. Is there more action you would like to see on this issue, or do you think it goes far enough? Well. There's other issues, and we had to drop some of this out of the, uh, the equation. We, we uh, initially had talked about uh, giving uh, an 18-year-old the right to be able to remove any unwanted uh, images uh, off the Internet um, that, they, that they really didn't want, want put on there. Well, that's pretty hard to do. You know, you think about technology. I, I'm just not sure that, that you know, how, how you'd even go about doing that. Uh, I talked to Kwame Raoul, the Attorney General, and uh, you know we agreed that uh, this really was a, a consumer protection issue, and uh, so we'll you know we'll try to address that in the future and see what uh, you know what what changes can be made. Uh, what I really anticipate is that uh, Illinois being the first, we'll see other states follow, and uh, as they look at our legislation, they may make improvements. Uh, if they make improvements and we think they're applicable to what we've want to accomplish, then we'll look at uh, even making amendments to our own law. That so was, I think this thing is just beginning. Just beginning. Okay. Uh, that was State Senator David Kaler of the 46th District. Thank you so much for joining us. He's a sponsor of a newly passed law that provides protections for child influencers. Now we're going to turn to an expert on digital privacy and the rights of children. Leah Plunkett is the author of Sharonhood, Why We should think before we talk about our kids online. She is also faculty at Harvard Law School. Leah, thanks for joining us on Reset. Wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. So you heard that conversation with the state senator. What's your reaction to what he said? 
My reaction to what the senator said is that he is absolutely correct. Illinois is leading the pack here in terms of really important, really groundbreaking legislation that is essential to beginning to ethically and practically regulate a global industry that draws on largely unregulated child labor. Do you think other states will follow suit? I do think other states will follow suit. I think Washington state has already been an example in this regard, even though, unfortunately, the legislation there hasn't passed yet. And I do expect that other states will follow Illinois' lead. When a parent puts up a video of their child, there isn't always an understanding of the longevity of that content. What do you think some parents miss here? I think parents miss that what is designed to seem as a intimate or even private or semi-private matter between them and the device in their hands and their home actually is the 21st century equivalent of taking out a billboard by the highway and posting that image or that video, let's pretend billboards could host video, uh, on that on that highway billboard and then let's imagine that those highway billboards existed everywhere in the world indefinitely that is the reality of what happens once a video is posted online but most parents myself included i'm a proud parent of two kids we sort of get lulled into this false sense of intimacy and ease even if we may know rationally that when we hit post and the audience is set to public, that it could go anywhere. It's just really hard for us, I think, to understand in that moment exactly the global reach and the temporal longevity that that post has. A lot of Americans have an understanding of the impact of child stars. Like we've seen memoirs, we've seen child stars become adults and really have a hard time adjusting or sinking into addiction for example, not all, but but there is a that does happen. And so with kid influencers, we are just starting to hear some of them talk about the impact that this has had on their lives once they reach adulthood. What have you been have you been monitoring this? What have you seen? I am seeing as you describe that as more kids and teens who have grown up or are growing up sharented, that word being a portmanteau of sharing and parenting, as we see kiddos and teens come of age and really begin to recognize what has been happening with experiences, images, etc., that they may have thought were private or at least not fully public, that tragically there can be some pretty tough and adverse consequences from that. You mentioned that you're a parent. How do you think about sharenting in your own life? I have a 12-and-a-half-year-old and and an 8-year-old, and I will actually sharent and say I think they wish I would post more about them on social media because they think it's really cool. But the rule of thumb I employ is to try to be a very, very limited sharent when it comes to social media. Sharenting can also take place through other digital programs and devices. But for social media in particular, I almost never include my kids in any social media posts 
When I do, I do not include identifying information. I don't include faces. I really try to employ for social media and my own kids almost a Christmas card or holiday card rule of thumb. If I would not have put that information in an old-fashioned holiday card that I sent to everyone from my great aunt to my boss, I definitely don't put it on social media. And even for me, if something passes that holiday card test, I tend not to put it on social media because I just don't feel confident that as a parent, I can really regulate or protect what happens to that information over time. Will you use quotes from your children or share anecdotes? Almost never, with the exception of what I just shared <laughs> with all of your That they wish that they did it, that you did it more. <laughs> yeah. But I I share that because they have told me that and they know that I will say that in these types of conversations. I am very, very proud of being a parent. It is the most important thing I do, and it absolutely informs my work as a researcher and a teacher. I try to, though, balance between privacy and my pride and investment as a parent by doing the following. I will absolutely take ideas and insights and experiences that have shaped me as a parent, which inevitably include my kids, and use them to focus a topic that I study, such as sharenting. But I tend not to include anecdotes or specific quotes or ideas on social media or in my writing with very, very few exceptions, and those I do include, I really try to put them through that holiday card test. Are these really appropriate for public consumption? And especially as my kids have gotten older, I will ask them. I will ask for their consent because I think there's no way for us as parents to think that we can raise thoughtful, respectful, ethical digital citizens in our kids and our teens. And part of that is, of course, we don't want them taking pictures of peers or teachers and posting them without consent. But if we as parents do that to them, we are showing them that that is okay. I've started doing that, too, with my daughter. I say, do I have your consent to post this? Uh, Even though I don't post her a ton, but I think it is giving her power that I hope sustains for when she does get on social media, which I hope is many, 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 many years from now. I I tried telling my kids that I thought social media was good for kids at the age of 25, and they called my bluff. (laughs) That's a little bit old, but I love what you're doing. And I do think it's really important for everyone listening, especially parents or grandparents or other caregivers out there, to know that these choices are really complicated. And almost all parents, grandparents, and other adults are really very much trying to do the right And I put myself in this category, right? I came to this topic as a legal scholar because I was trying to figure out the right thing to do in this brand new terrain as a parent myself. And the choices we make, our daily digital habits in our families are so important because we do exist right now in a world that lacks a lot of meaningful and concrete guardrails in terms of laws and regulations and policies on kids in digital life. So what we do in our homes as parents or other caregivers is so important. So sometimes parents who post their kids online are given a bad rap that they're greedy, there's so much money to be made, although we know most people are not making money. But what about parents who'd always plan on giving this money to their kids, let's say for a college fund? What 
does responsible sharing teen look like at a time when parents can make an income from sharing online? Absolutely. Commercial sharing, as I call it, is an industry that can make some amount of money for families. You are right that the high, high earners are few and far between, but that's true of many sectors. I think responsible commercial sharing looks like the following. Having guardrails around when and where and how much your child works. Two, recognizing that when you are creating content of your child for commercial sharing, more commonly called influencing or vlogging, that that is work and you are requiring your child to effectively be in a workplace. Third, making sure that you are prioritizing your child's education and athletics and other things that will help them grow up to figure out who they are and who they want to be. Fourth, if you are in Illinois, of course, follow their law. Fifth, if you are not in Illinois, pull up that law and follow it as a practical, ethical blueprint for what it looks like to set up a trust account for your child. Last but certainly not least, do consult an attorney in your home jurisdiction, because even though Illinois is now unique in having this child influencer slash blogger slash commercial sharing terms change, as you noted, legislation, there may be some other labor laws or regulations or other laws that an attorney might advise you would be worth your while to follow in your home jurisdiction. That was Leah Plunkett. She is the author of Sharon Hood, Why We Should Think Before We Talk About Our Kids Online. Thank you so much for coming on Visa.